Welcome to Electric Lifestyle, where today's episode we're going to talk making uh, contracts uh, with yourself. My name is Electra. Hi, and I'm Christine. And we're going to start now, I guess. All right. So we're talking about contracts that you make with yourself. That means you um, you taking a quiet moment and um, have a think about what you want to achieve or what, is it, what does it look like for you? Yeah, uh, for me is where normally when I feel really vulnerable and trying to think what I'm doing with my life and what am I achieving with my life and then I kind of take my notebook which is a special notebook that I keep for myself and and then I open it and then I I start uh, with your uh, I start with writing down so I go one um, I want to spend more time with my partner uh, two um, I want to be in the nature more often uh, three um, I want to experience new things uh, each week and I continue on and on I normally count till 10 that's my number I normally run out of things around 9 so number mm. 10 is always for me I solemnly promise I will do all the above I'll I yeah, date cool. it yes and I write my name and then I sign it and then I go months after months and I go check it and tick things that I've done. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. So you actually sign at the bottom. Do you show them to anybody else? No, it's quite secretive. Sometimes I read it in Greek so nobody can actually read it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's more personal yeah. when you um when you write it down in your mother tongue and your mother language. Um, yeah, I I sometimes think in German and write down things in German, and and they kind of seem to be closer to the heart mm. when you write them down in your mother language. I notice that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I always try uh, with my contracts, or you can always see them as as affirmations or law of attraction you can call it however you want to call it but writing it down it's just kind of like almost seals the fate it's like getting out of your mind putting it down to paper and sending it to the universe mm -hmm. and like on subconscious level you start working on it without realizing on you working on it if yeah that makes sense because really i mean it's a contract with yourself, but it's a contract with the universe at the same time. You are um, connecting to something bigger that's out there and that's, if if you want, so guiding you in your life, um, which is really cool. And also you're writing it down, which makes you um, be accountable. Um, yeah, you're committing yourself to yourself yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Which nowadays, a lot of people forget, uh, forget, they forget themselves, and they always focus on something else. Like, they focus 
on the partner or on the job or um, something that has nothing to do with them personally. They kind of forget how to take care of themselves and they try to subsidize it with other things. And by doing the contract is, as you said, holding yourself accountable to actually do something good for you. Mm, and uh, very um, in the foreseeable future, like every month, is cool because you're breaking the things that you really want to do down in small chunks and every month you go back and you can tell straight away whether you make progress or not or whether you're happy with what you've achieved or not rather than saying, oh yeah, one day I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, which in the end you could easily lose track of what you want to do. If you go back once a month, um, you've got that accountability and you've got that um, way of, of telling whether you're making progress on your goals or not. It's great. That's awesome. Um, I do something similar, but um, I usually start a list of goals every year um, I've got a fair idea at the end of each year and on the 1st of January I write down for the goals, uh, my personal goals for the year and I have different categories like I've got um, work, I've got family, um, relationship, um, money quite often um, as a separate goal and I also have travel because it's a huge part of my life I always have a travel list every single year and at the beginning of the year it's quite overwhelming sometimes that's why I like your monthly lists actually but um, every two to three months I check back on my list and I've got my list in, in a book where I, where I see it from time to time with my personal notes and I check in every couple of months and just see, have I done anything about this goal? Um, what can I do to speed things up or to move forward? Um, and just to remind myself of what to focus on. Mm, that's really interesting. My New Year's resolutions always start in the, the list that I made on the New Year's on like the 1st of January. I never follow through. Yeah. It's, that's right. It's yeah. it's one of one of the months that I don't follow through in around end of February, beginning of March, closer to my birthday, where I think, Oh shit, <laughs> the year is actually progressing quite fast. Ah! Yeah, and then I start making goals and write things. But I always go, as you said, go check the ones that I, I wrote down yeah. and what I've done. Like it might take me a good three months to achieve one goal and that's okay. I've, Absolutely. Yeah, I've I've learned to not pressure myself to do this, but at the same time, no, it's important enough to take my time and do it properly. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like on my list, there's usually some big goals um, that quite often need steps. If I have a very large goal that needs a lot of work done to it, I write a list of maximum of four items to break it down, what I need to do. I'm trying to think of an example. 
um, when I came to New Zealand, I wanted to get my um, residency visa. And that that goal was on my list for, I don't know, two or three years. And every year I would start again, think, oh my gosh, I have to start on this again. What am I going to do this time? And how am I going to get there? But by breaking it down and writing down one, um, research what type of visa um, there are in New Zealand, for example. Two, check out the fees. Three, fill out the form, whatever it is. Um, or save the money for the fees, unfortunately. Um, but by breaking the goals down, they don't seem so huge and overwhelming anymore. Yeah, for sure. I always found, yeah, when you make small steps, it's not daunting. It's, it's not a mountain you have to conquer. It's, it's you see a step at a time rather than the you aiming the step to climb the steps and focus on that rather than seeing the peak and say, I need to be up there yeah. right now. Yeah, scary where, stuff. Man. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like climbing the stairs, let's say, uh, it's less daunting and so much easier because you, you're focusing on right now and the right now, it's really hard for a lot of people to focus because a lot of people always think the next thing. For example, oh, I want to buy a house. And then they work towards that goal. And as soon as they buy a house, instead of um, enjoying the house, they're like, okay, now I got the house, I need the perfect job. And they work towards the perfect job without enjoying the moment. But with me, with my lists, is taking that step back and say, okay, I got, let's say, the house. What do I need to do around the house to enjoy it? I need to decorate it. Um, I need to uh, fill it with furniture and friends need to come more, more often and mm. like bring social aspect, personal aspect into the whole thing and enjoy the space. Sure, celebrate it. Whatever you achieve, whatever... Um, happens in your life the positive things celebrate everything you've got that house gosh throw a party invite people um, make it nice for yourself if you get a new job you change your career um, take on a new project tell your friends um, the, the social aspect I think is really important whatever you gain in your personal life whatever you achieve you've got to share it with people that just makes it so much more special yeah. For you, um, that's. I think that's the trouble with the whole weight loss discussion. That you don't actually celebrate it. If if you have trouble with your weight and have a goal of I need to lose five kg in the next month, whether you lose five kg or not, it's something that quite often happens in your own head. If you don't lose the five kg, you're beating yourself up without talking to anybody about it. If you lose the five kg. It's highly unlikely for you to go out and tell everybody, hey, I've lost 5kg, do you want to celebrate with me? That's It's something that's so personal yeah. and that is at the same time so sad, for, especially for women to go through, um, but also such a cycle of I want to reach this goal, 
um, I couldn't reach it, I'm unhappy about it, I still need to reach the goal, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it's like a vicious cycle. It is. You set a, a big enough goal, and then you don't reach it, you're feeling quite depressed about it. And it's funny you mentioned about the weight, because one of my always goals in my contracts was to lose 10 kg. And I was looking two months ago, which oh, three, four months ago, actually around February, I wrote my goals to lose 10 kgs. Um, I managed to lose four. And as soon as I lost four, I celebrated so hard and I felt so good about cool. myself. Yeah. And I told every single person that I could see on the side and I oh felt God, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because... I, and I was saying, I lost 4 kgs, not because I dieted, because I took care of myself and I yeah. started respecting myself yeah. and therefore I started letting go of the situation. And now in my new goals, I wrote, instead of losing the other six that I want to, I said, I want to be exercising four times a week because I realized that Going and doing Pilates and yoga and running and gym at the gym, it's more important than cutting down food and yeah. being miserable. Yeah, it's all about what makes you feel better at the end of the day. It, it, there's no point writing things down that are going to lead to a negative outcome. Um, if you write down what you want to do, what you want to achieve and how you want to feel... I think it's much more likely that you achieve the goal and that you are happy with yourself about it. And that's really cool that you share that too. Um, that That's really important to have the social connection with it and get support from people. Because yeah. people, if you say, I care about myself and I take time for myself to do Pilates or yoga or go running – then other people will be impacted by that. They will be happy for you, but at the same time, I think you can inspire them to do something for themselves and to look after themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, taking care of yourself is such a hard um, thing for a lot of people because they're not yeah. used to it. We're used to abusing ourselves in everyday life. And I know it sounds really harsh saying that out loud, but if we want to be uh, truthful with ourselves, it's true, especially for females, they will be taught from a young age, oh, you need to be that way and you need to be acting that way. But if you act a different way, then you tend to feel guilty and stand punishing yourself in various forms and become less unhappy. I'm not saying everybody does that, but it's very hard to overcome that because it's ingrained to us from a very young age to act a certain way. Yeah, it's cruel really because what you basically learn is if you're not perfect, people don't like you, people don't want you, and you don't have a social life. That's basically, if you go out to a magazine shop and you see all the women's magazines, whatever they're called, um, it's all about your weight, your hair and makeup and what dress you're wearing. 
And if you are not this the right way, you haven't got your hair the right way, and you're not wearing the, the right dress and the right shoes probably, then you're scrutinized. You're you're not good enough, you're not part of the inner circle, you're um basically not liked. Yeah, and for me, um my mom always uh, tried to teach me to love myself the way I am. And I think she did such a good job that actually when I grow my hair out on my body, which is a lot of women, I am shave it, wax it, it doesn't matter. Society wants you hairless basically as a woman. But mm-hmm. when you grow, when I start growing my hair back, I was just like, I don't really care. I love my body the way it is. And my yeah. mom tends to me and says one day, I taught you too well. And it's like, it's okay <laughs> to actually take your your hair out. I was like, I know, but I um, don't care at the same time. Yeah. I prefer to read a book rather than have a wax. That's right. It's about what, what you're comfortable with, what um, your priorities are at the time. And it's about, I think, experimenting what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing what you love about your body, um, and yeah, try things out. Try what makes you feel good and what is comfortable with you. I don't think it's right that we should all look the same, look or have the same hairstyle or hair color or whatever. Worst thing, when you see um, some kind of celebrity woman's got a new haircut, or um, color, and then everybody starts running to the hairdressers and getting the same haircut. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, you, you're your own person. And, and if you don't live your life, if you try and live someone else's life, you will never find true happiness. No, that's right. Bottom line. Yeah, mm. that's right. Like, um, I'm quite a brunette person, and my hair is jet black, but... For my wedding, around a year and a half ago, I decided to have it bleached, like basically grey. And my hairdresser looked at me and was like, this is impossible. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not impossible. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it slowly. And indeed, by my wedding time, my hair was completely bleached. And it looked really nice. It like It suited me, but now I've kind of like experience that thing and now I'm growing my hair black again but I did it for me yeah. I didn't do it for everybody everybody was against it but it wasn't about them it was about me and I went through my goals lists and my my writing schedule and say I want to do this yeah. I'll do it slowly taking care of myself rather than burning my hair down and I think that's the come back to the contract or positive affirmation how much you how you want to call it, writing it down and breaking it down makes you analyze it in a deeper level and see why you're doing it. Yeah, um, it, it's that's quite cool because with a contract you can keep tabs on what you've already done and what you've enjoyed and what you maybe not enjoyed so much of doing. But I can totally relate to the um, to the hairstyle and to the to the change of style, I did that. Oh gosh, twenty years ago or so, um, everybody was having blonde highlights, and I thought, oh, I don't think I'm a blonde highlight person. But you come to the point um, where I just wanted blonde highlights for the 
friggin' hell of it just so I could say I've had blonde highlights in my hair. And I came home from the hairdresser and I thought, yeah, looks all right. And I let it grow out and I never had blonde highlights again because I'm not a blonde person. It doesn't suit me. It's not my thing. But I'd done it. If I'd never done it, I would still be thinking today, oh my gosh, what would I look like with blonde hair highlights? Yeah. You've got to do these things to get to know yourself, get to know who you are, what, what's your thing, what's your... Um, what what suits your personality and how to express your personality. Like I've been thinking, gosh, that's a revelation to everybody, <laughs> probably. Um, for quite a while, I've been thinking about um, purple. I love purple, anything that's got to do with purple, really. And I've been wanting purple highlights in my hair for years now. Uh, and I'm getting closer. I've been to the hairdressers and we had the chat and we had, you know, whatever you can do. But it's going to be a different purple than what I initially wanted because I don't want to bleach my hair. I've got kind of medium brown European hair. And I was really surprised that she said, oh, no, we can do that. It's going to be a, not super dark, but a little bit darker. But we don't have to strip the color. We don't have to bleach. And I thought, well, this is great. This is awesome. Now I can experiment with that maybe it will happen maybe it won't maybe it will take me another 10 years I don't know but it's it's cool to have an experiment around and see what what feels good hey it certainly does it was like me because I still have my bleached hair so it was perfect time to put color like weird random colors so I went and bought a vegan hair dye that is really really good and quite affordable online and I dyed my hair pink and it was like a fluorescent pink that and like, was cool i was yeah. like oh I my that. goodness what i was thinking but i don't want to dye my hair pink again but i've done it it's out of my mind yeah. i know how i look now and it's good to have this to give yourself a chance to try things yeah if you don't try things then you as you said you're always gonna say how would it be yeah. if I've done it? Yeah, that's right. No, I reckon you look really cool with your pink hair. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, you get a feel for what you like and what you don't like and um, who you are and your, your personality. And the funny thing is the more you try, I find you can almost feel your personality grows with yes. these things. Yes, I Trying know. new stuff, um, getting out of your comfort zone, Trying something maybe your friends haven't tried or you may not know anybody who's tried it. But it's, you, you've got to be the alpha girl in these things. I yes, think. yes, exactly. Like um, I remember uh, around six years ago I went to Queenstown. Now I'm terrified of bungee jumping. I'm terrified of jumping off the edge. Uh, and... <laughs> Um, I went there and I said to myself, I know I'm terrified, uh, but I want to do it. I want to experience the feeling. Um, I didn't quite work myself for a bungee jumping, but I did a swing, which I think is even worse because what they did is have me in the air and I had to pull the, um, the brake and then I was dropped <laughs> and swing in like, and underneath was like... Um, um, a cliff and like 
uh, trees and stuff and I was going really near the edge and I thought I was going to crash through the rocks and I screamed <laughs> so hard that at the end people start clapping and I've been asked at the end, would you do it again? I'm like, shit, yes, that was the most amazing experience of my life but cool. and terrifying at the same time. But as soon as the swing stopped and I enjoyed the view, it was really good feeling. Mm. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, but if I haven't tried that, I would never know how it feels to like try something completely crazy. That's right. You gotta try things. You gotta move yourself to get out there and and do stuff you've never done before. You just gotta do it. You get a buzz out of it. It just feels great. I'll tell you something really silly. Um, for months, my partner and I, we've been talking about cleaning the roof um, of our house. Uh, and finally yesterday, I climbed up onto the roof for the first time in my life. I was on a roof of a house. It took me probably 15 minutes from the last step of the ladder to actually get onto the roof because I was sitting there, ah, I can't do it. But my partner's really good, and he just stood there and he said, look, you just turn around, you put your bottom on the roof first, blah, 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 you know. But it's not so much about the challenge that you set yourself. It's about focusing on how you can get there. When you start worrying about what's ahead of you, you're going to lose that challenge. But when you start breaking it down into simple steps, and say, okay, what do I need to know uh, and what I need to do next? What do I need to do next? Then you can, through creating small steps for yourself, reach any goal that you want. It's it's simple. Yeah, exactly. Is um, Yeah, small steps are less scary than bigger steps. Yeah. Yeah, focusing on the next step rather than at the end goal. And you reach it without realizing it, and you're like, "Yeah, I've, it's me. I've done that. How? Check. I've done it. Yes. Yeah. It's a great feeling. That's the best buzz ever. If you've done something that you six months ago or two years ago or whenever would have not thought that you could get there, that's really amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing feeling. Indeed. Indeed. So follow your goals, follow your dreams, break things down, keep a journal. Um, I don't think it really matters how often you check with a journal. It just really matters that you do check and you've got to, um, you've got to, a, gosh, I forgot the word. Write it down. For me, while you're thinking at the end of it, uh, for me, uh, just the act of simply writing down a piece of paper um, mm, yeah. and it just puts it out in the universe and then I work on my goals on the subconscious level without really stressing about them. Yeah, you do. And you got to have kind of a, a frequency that you go back to your or ritual to go back to your notes and check them and look at them and make sure it's still 
what you want. It still aligns with who you are and where you're going in your life. Exactly. Cool. Cool. That's it, folks, for today's episode. Lots to think about. Exactly. And uh, we'll see you next week with a new um, subject. Enjoy the rest of your day. Happy goal setting. Happy journal keeping. If you guys have a journal um, about your goals, about your dreams, uh, post them in the comments. And I'd be really keen to see how often you check your notes, how often you kind of tap into your personal journey and your path. Yeah, drop us a line. Yes, drop us a line. We'll see you next week. Cheers, bye. Bye.